Yo! What is up, Party Crashers? This is Jerry Jones. I'm the host of this fine show, The Uninvited Podcast. And I am so glad you're here. However you found us, wherever you found us, do me a favor, will you? Click subscribe, because you don't want to miss another one of these episodes. But more than that, you're going to want to give us a five-star rating, right? Five-star ratings feels like love. Four-star ratings feels like the friend zone. And we are really, really fragile around here. Hey, happy Wednesday. It, I, I, let me just tell you, okay? I am in an extraordinarily great mood. Uh, Today is... um, Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. Can you believe it? It's Wednesday. And last night here in the great state of uh, Missouri, something monumental happened. Um, The state of Missouri uh, voted to expand Medicaid. I I mean, here, if if you would have told me, um, that it would it would have taken eight years, in only eight years, uh, from almost eight years to the day, uh, actually, um, that we began this effort. We started planning. I was going through some of my old notes, and we had our first meeting uh, to uh, to develop uh, a grassroots coalition. For the purposes of expanding Medicaid, we had our very first meeting on August 1st, 2012. Um, if you recall, I don't know why you would recall. Most people are. Here's the thing. I'm a bit of a... I don't know if health policy geeks would would let me in their club, but I, I, I'm kind of a wannabe health policy geek. Um but uh, if you recall, it was June of 2012 uh, that the Supreme Court ruled. Um, they ruled that while the ACA uh, is constitutional, that uh, the federal government could not mandate the expansion of Medicaid and that it would, it would be up to the states. Um, and so that was the end of June. Um, and we had our first meeting just a hair over a month after the Supreme Court ruling. Um, and so there were me and, and four others who had come together to start this game plan uh, in motion um, to expand Medicaid. So I'm very proud. I'm so proud of the hundreds of organizers and advocacy organizations and think tank groups and philanthropic institutions and the the voters the voters now i get that a lot of you aren't in missouri but i guess the whole point of what i'm trying to say is that whatever it is that you're working on today whatever it is that you know needs to change if you're one of those people who have been taking to the streets demanding reforms to police and criminal justice um Know that you are on the side of what is right. And 
there are going to be moments that you are going to be fully engaged in that work. And there are going to be moments that you are going to have to withdraw. And that's okay because there's going to be others. The key is, is to keep stepping into your belief, keep stepping into your faith, as it were, keep stepping into your power, right? And on that same note, when you need to take care of you, and it's very important in this work that you have to take care of yourself, right? Um, that you, you step back with power. You step back with your faith. You step back with your belief because um, taking a step back doesn't make you um, less. Taking a step back... Um, is not quitting. It's not, um, it's not selling out. It's just you taking care of you. Um, but shout out to every, every person who had anything to do with the expansion of, of Medicaid. And it could not have come at a more appropriate time. Uh, I'm, I, I'm one of those people. I, you know, what, 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 what does time even mean? anymore anyway. Dates and times are just kind of, anyway, yesterday at the time of recording, it's Wednesday, August 5th, uh, Medicaid expansion passed yesterday on August 4th. It was President Barack Obama's 59th birthday yesterday. So how fitting that Medicaid expansion, which was made possible by the Affordable Care and Patient Protection Act, also known as the ACA, also known as Obamacare, that Missouri, we would expand of, after all of the opposition, <laughs> after all that has been done to keep us away from equitable access to health care that the state of Missouri would choose Barack Obama's birthday to get it done. That is what I'm talking about, Missouri. Kudos to you. That's got to suck for you, Obama haters. We gave him the ultimate birthday present, didn't we? President Barack Obama. Um, doesn't it, I mean, doesn't it just, that, that feeling you get just when you say his name? I get it. There's some of you who are listening who don't have that same reaction that a lot of us have when we just say the name Obama. Um, I feel like Obama is kind of like a, it's kind of like a, a meditation. Obama. Obama. You could just feel, you say the name and, and like you just feel like the, that Trump weight is just falling off your, your shoulders whenever, whenever you say it. Um, but happy belated birthday, President Barack Obama. Missouri is looking out for you. We passed Medicaid expansion. Thank you for everything that you did to make sure that people had equitable access to the health care. Uh, what a legacy, right? What a legacy. Um, Imagine 
surpassing something that is so profound that when it passes in a state, hundreds of thousands of people instantaneously have access to something they, that they so desperately need. Has the President of the United States done that? Actually, he has. If I'm going to be fair, if I'm going to be fair, um, the Trump checks really came in handy. I'm not going to lie. I, the Trump check, that was useful. It was. Um, you know, it paid bills, but, you know, the Trump check. But, I mean, which would you rather? Would you rather have the Trump check? Um, that was a nice touch, by the way. That Trump, he wanted us, that was so, wasn't that cute that he wanted us to believe that he actually physically signed um, every single check? Um, but yeah, can't compare, can't compare to Obamacare. Um, but what a legacy, what a human being. Um, Michelle Obama has a podcast out now on, on Spotify. Um, you all should check it out. I actually should check it out myself. I haven't done that yet, but I will. Um, I would also recommend um, Michelle Obama's audiobook. Now, I know many of you have already read Becoming, but even if you have, I can't stress this enough, even if you've already read Becoming, get the audio version and listen to it. It is like the first lady is sitting across from you and she's spilling the tea on her life. And it's just amazing. I, uh, I clapped when it was over as if I'd just seen Frozen for the 37th time. What is the, since quarantine, I'd be curious to know how many times have your kids watched Frozen? Have, have, ugh, I can't even speak. How many times have your kids watched Frozen? And do they prefer Frozen or, or, or Frozen 2? I'm, I'm kind of a Frozen 2 hater. I just, I just, you know, like, and I'm that, I'm that way with sequels. I thought Rocky was better than Rocky two. I thought Smokey and the Bandit was better than Smokey and the Bandit two. Um, I'm not big on the sequels. Uh, Empire Strikes Back though. Empire Strikes Back. Um, definitely better than Star Wars. I, I feel like in Godfather two. I mean, I know it's like, you know. You're, you're kind of, you know, parsing hairs. Is that even the, is that the phrase? I think I got that wrong. But Godfather and Godfather 2, epic. Um, but yeah, Empire Strikes Back, um, definitely um, better than Star Wars. And uh, I don't know how you feel about it. You know, as time has gone by, I don't love Return, as, uh, Return of the Jedi as much as I thought I did. Like that one to me, for some reason, when I when I watch Star Wars over again, for some reason that one just doesn't resonate with me. But Empire Strikes Back does. Anyway, um, we are losing. Uh, it looks like in the past week, uh, we're losing about a thousand people a day to COVID. Um, we're losing about eighty. Uh, one person dies every eighty seconds is a thing that I just saw in the Rachel Maddow show. Um, Rachel Maddow might be the one 
person on television that I know I don't have to fact check. Um, and Stephen Colbert and Trevor Noah. Those three. Um, I don't feel like I need to fact check. Um, Joy Reid. Uh, I don't feel like I need to fact check. Um, I'm showing my bias. Essentially, if they work for Comedy Central or um, MSNBC, I don't have to, to fact check them. Uh, you know who I feel like I do need to fact check, though? I feel like I need to fact check um, Chris Cuomo and um, Don Lemon. Uh, I, I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I kind of get it. Is it weird? Is it weird whenever the president calls out CNN? I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's just my MSNBC bias. Um, but yeah, when he's, when he's calling out CNN, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, I kind of get it. Um, so a few episodes ago, I think I, I had a little segment called governor's gone wild. Um, it was an attempt, I think to, to drum up listeners that didn't work. Um, uh, <laughs> by the way, um, but I, I could kind of call this one maybe like um, college football coaches um, behaving badly. I think in an earlier episode, I may have talked about um, Mike Gundy. Um, I can't remember. Um, but Mike Gundy, you know, Mike, you, I don't know. If you're not sports fans, especially college football fans, um, you may not be familiar with Mike Gundy. Just know that he is the coach of the Oklahoma State um, Cowboys football team. And he has a serious mullet. He's got a hockey mullet, right? Um, and he had a run in, some run-ins with, with players. He's also the guy, if you're ever interested in rants, so I think last time I may have talked, or two episodes ago, I may have mentioned the great Dennis Green and his epic rant around, you know, they are who we thought they were and we let them off the hook. If you Google famous coach, coach rants, also, in that montage with the great Dennis Green is going to be a rant by Mike Gundy. This was before his mullet. Um, but check that out. I mean, that's one of the great all-time rants ever. It's a little problematic that he was making that rant toward a female reporter. I didn't realize that at the time. Uh, and even, even when I realize it now, like I know that it's wrong that I say this an epic rant. Because at the very heart of it is sexism. It's still a really good rant. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm I'm calling out my own bias. I I, I, I love I love coaches rants and, and I'm sorry it was directed toward a woman. So it's a, it's sexist at, at, at its core. It's sexist. I'm sorry, but it's still a great rant. Mike Gundy. Uh, this past week has not been a good week for college football coaches. Here's the deal. Uh, I could call it, well, I'm just going to talk about what happened. I'm going to start actually with Washington State. They have a new coach. Okay. Um, Mike Leach, former long term coach, he was a longtime coach at Texas Tech. He's at Washington State. 
is now in Mississippi State. Um, and, you know, Mike Leach has his own race challenges of his own. Um, there were some comments made, uh, I believe, with regards to the Mississippi State flag and so on and so forth. You can Google Mike Leach racism. Uh, and they hired a new coach. And I can't remember Relevich's first name. But the Washington State coach, and, and this is, again, he, he coaches Washington State. It's the Pac-12 football conference. And the Pac-12, like all major conferences, are making adjustments due to COVID. And the athletic department has made it clear, and the coach we thought had made it clear, that if there were athletes who did not want to play this year because of COVID-19 concerns, excuse me, um, I had a shout out to Italian Delight. Um, I had some Italian Delight, not carb, not, I mean, not keto. Fell off the keto train today. Sorry. Uh, but the pizza is the bomb.com. It's really good. Um, shout out to Italian Delight. Um, and, um, so they're like, yeah, if you don't want to play, um, due to COVID, that's fine. We'll keep your scholarship. And uh, we'll catch you next year when we've got a vaccine and whatnot. So one of the things that's been happening, so the the Pac-12, they have kind of come up with a whole bunch of different rules and protocols for how they're going to handle COVID. The issue, though, is that um, a lot of the uh, athletes from the Pac-12 conference have... You know, they've begun to communicate. It's it's fascinating. Things like IG and TikTok and, you know, everyone, everyone can connect now. So the power of social media, the student athletes have come together and they're essentially what they're saying. And there's a great piece by um, Bomani Jones. Bomani Jones, if you're looking for a great podcast from a great writer who covers mostly sports, but also is very adept at talking about the social ramifications in relationship of, of what's happening in the moment in society in sports. I can't recommend enough Bomani Jones, The Right Time. Um, you can find it on Apple, anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you are an ESPN app person, uh, you can find The Right Time on there as well. But his piece in The Undefeated, we interviewed... One of the players named Cassidy Woods. And Cassidy Woods is one of these athletes who were there. These athletes are coming together and they are not separating the university response to COVID-19 and the university response to calls for racial equity and racial justice. They do not see these as separate. Um, and essentially what these student athletes are saying is that we have demands with regards to COVID and racial justice. These things are not separate issues. These are our list of demands. And if they're not met, um, we won't play. And essentially just say, hey, Pac-12, whatever, you, whatever you're saying you're going to do to protect athletes isn't nearly enough. And that we should not, and one of those demands is that why should a disproportionate number of these athletes who are taking to the football field are African-American. Why should we be expected to come back 
and play a sport just so the university and our university towns and their economies can make all this money off of our backs and that we are putting our health at risk. And they're saying, not so fast, my friend. We want, A, we want better COVID protections and you're going to have to show us the money, right? Cassidy Woods is one of these players. Now, Cassidy Woods had already had a conversation with his football coach, Rolovich, about the possibility, the strong possibility of sitting out due to COVID-19 concerns. Um, And the reason why the reason why I brought up uh, Mike uh, Gundy was in the Mike Gundy situation. uh, Mike Gundy um, is basically been a super fan of this um, right wing. I think it's Alex Jones related television network that basically is calling Black Lives Matter a joke, this, that, and the other. Long story short, he was photographed on Instagram wearing that network's T-shirt, and his players at Oklahoma State were like, no, 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 because we're down with Black Lives Matter. We are not going to tolerate our coach promoting an ideology saying that everything that we believe and stand for is a bunch of crap. And so the players revolted, and... That situation was just foul, how that all ended up, because it ended up being where the player, the player, the kind of the leader of the team, ended up apologizing to the coach for saying, basically, he said, look, I should have come to the coach like a man and talked to him about it instead of going to social media first. I could do a whole show on Oklahoma State in their athletic department and the mis- what I perceive as mistreatment of black athletes. But I'm not going to do that. But I think that's important because Cassidy Woods, instead of looking for his coach to be blindsided by these list of, list of demands that were not just for Washington State, but for all of the Pac-12, because these are athletes from all these different schools, he goes to his coach to say, Coach, I just wanted to give you a heads up that there have been a bunch of athletes. I've been a part of these conversations from across the conference. We are concerned about how the school and athletic department is going to handle COVID-19. We're also very concerned about how the school and the athletic department are dealing with, with issues related to racial justice. And the coach tells Cassidy Woods, hey, if you're not playing because of COVID-19, that's cool. If you're not playing because of this Black Lives Matter thing, not cool. So basically telling him, if basically telling him, you can't be down with Black Lives Matter. You can only be down with COVID. But if you're down with Black Lives Matter and you say you're not playing, even though you have a COVID concern, you're not a part of the team. They've taken Cassidy Woods off of the team chat, several others, all of whom were choosing to sit out because of COVID concerns. Um, but also, uh, turns out, have uh, concerns about um, racial bias at the school. They've been kind of cut off. All of that to say um, that Washington State's football coach is exhibiting racist behavior. Um, he's not the only coach this week that has had a challenge with race. Um Coach Gary Patterson, 
uh, of the TCU Horned Frogs. Um, well, he's been there a long time uh, and a really, really great defensive coach. Uh, runs a great program. Um, he got into a little bit of hot water um, by using the N-word to tell people to stop using the N-word. Basically, the situation was he had in practice uh, a player, one of his players, used the N-word to refer to another player. And Gary Patterson used basically said, we don't use the N-word. We don't say N-word around here. Um, and, you know, players were very concerned, very upset about it. Um, and so I'm going to actually call this segment segment um, Rules for White People. Okay. Um, here's a rule for white people. Um, you never, ever... Ever, 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 ever. I'm, ch- I'm channeling Chris Tucker, okay? Ever tell a black person that they can't use the N-word. Just future reference, don't ever do it. Don't ever think about it. It just, you cannot do it, period. Um, and I, um, that includes you, parents, White parents with black children, you can tell your kids a whole lot of stuff, okay? That will not be one. Now, when they're little kids, 100%. When they are of age where they're hanging out with their buddies or friends, you you have a, it's a very time limited, it's like the McRib, okay? You get to, you get a certain amount of time well, you'll get to tell them that, but once that McRib is gone, it's gone. And except, unlike the McRib, this doesn't come back. You don't get the right to tell tell them. That's just a rule. That's just a rule. Um, yeah, don't don't ever do it. Don't 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 be Gary Patterson. Okay, just don't do it. Um, upside, um, UConn. Um, shout out to UConn um, Huskies. Very underrated. I think their men's basketball team is one of the most underappreciated um, men's teams uh, in college basketball. The women's team, I I would say outside of the UCLA Bruins during the John Wooden era, um, the UConn Lady Huskies are the most dominant college team in any sport ever ever they're far and away far and away they're far and away. you know what and I would have to say that wooden the wooden era UCLA Bruins had all sorts of advantages I think from a recruiting standpoint um, there weren't that many um, you know powerful schools um, you know I, yeah, but uh, yeah, UConn, UConn Huskies, shout out uh, Coach Gino Ariyama. I'm al- always say his name wrong. I'm sorry. Don't at me. Uh, but UConn, they canceled their football season. 
They just said, you know what? We're not doing football. We're done. Um, and I, I think the dominoes are, are getting ready to fall. There's no way we're doing football, right? I mean, especially college football. I, I, I do. Here's what I think. I, I, I think that uh, we are going to see professional football this year. Uh, I don't think we're going to get 16 games. I think we'll get something like 12. Um, I don't see how college football works. Um, I, I was, I, um, listen, college, college kids. I mean, co- especially, especially freshmen, right? Um, but all college kids have essentially been cooped up in most of many of them in their parents' home for four and a half months, five months. And they're going to be on campus out of quarantine. And it's, and it's college anyway. We all know what's going to happen, right? I don't, I don't need to spell it out. Um, but we all know what's going to happen because they've been cooped up. And the idea that we think that there won't be COVID outbreaks on college campuses, and then to think that they're going to play football, that's kind of a pipe dream, man. And, I, and, and I, you know, here's the thing. I really like college football, um, especially after I've done all of my, my yard work. Um, because, I mean, there's nothing better. I actually, I think on a Saturday, on a Saturday afternoon after you've done all of your yard work or yard or, or work in the basement or the garage or whatever, and you can just flip on any game because there's like 90 of them on. Um, you flip on a game, you crack open a beer, and you just you, you kind of yeah. So that's not going to happen this year. It's just not going to happen. I do yeah. Um, so UConn is out. Kudos to their athletic department for being smart and reasonable. Um, I, and I suspect that we are going to see more uh, of that uh, moving forward. Um, so you've got football coaches acting poorly. You've got football programs who are acting responsibly. Um, you've got the president acting like a child. Um, when asked, what will people think of John Lewis's legacy? Well, he didn't come to my, my inauguration, so I'm not going to his funeral. I'm actually glad he didn't go. I'm glad he didn't go. Um, did you all see the, um, the, um, the interview, the Axios interview on HBO talking about, um, COVID, COVID death, the death rate? Um, that was, um, wow. I mean, that was something, wasn't it? Um, look, I here, my initial thoughts and I, I had tweeted at, um, W Kamal Bell. Um, he'd posted, um, he'd posted the story and, um, I'd, I'd, I'd responded, but, um, 
the thing that I was taken by was um, just how just how this man was able to talk to the president that way. And um, I don't know why I felt I, I, in watching it at first, I didn't understand why I was feeling so uncomfortable. I, I'm going to be honest, y'all. I, I, uh, I felt uncomfortable with him speaking um, to the president that way. And I know that's I as someone who, who critiques the president um, quite a bit. Um, but then I realized what it was that was bothering me. It wasn't bothering me how the reporter was speaking to the president. And it did bother me that it did seem that the president just didn't seem to grasp the concept of, of, of the death rate. Uh, it's very problematic. It isn't it. Uh, and the president was just going in and like, you're looking, you're looking at, you're looking at the, the papers that the president's holding. And it's like, Oh my gosh, that looks like me doing PowerPoint. I mean, you could tell that they tried to make it. They're like, we're going to give, we're going to give the president everything he needs. And he's going to go in there and he's going to tell this reporter what's what. Because, you know, the reporter's like, yeah, I'm going to ask the president about this. I'm going to ask the president about that. So, that you know, they, they did a good job, as good as they could do, to prep the president for success. Um, but, you know, obviously he doesn't have a grasp on, on the subject matter. Um, but what I realized... What bothered me was any time Yamichi Alcindor um, from PBS, who also contributes every once in a while to MSNBC, I must add, um, whenever she would ask, and I apologize if, um, if I'm pronouncing her name wrong, but shout out to Yamichi Alcindor. Um, you can follow her. She's a great follow on Twitter, Yamichi, at Yamichi. Um, whenever she or another female reporter would ask a tough question or ask a follow-up question, this has been recent over the past few months, the president has made a show of it by storming off. And what bothered me in watching this interview was that the president rather seemed to enjoy the back and forth with this reporter who was a white man. And what, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I think he enjoyed it. I think he's like, I, I like the fact that this person is not, you know, yes, sirring me, not capitulating with me. I'm going to prove that I am smarter than him. Like, I think the president saw this person as a challenge, and clearly it wasn't. Clearly, this guy, uh, uh, just like Yamichi, is way out of the president's league. Way, way out of the president's league. Um, but he seemed to thrive on being challenged by someone he looks at as an equal. He does not see women as equal and sure as hell does not see women of color 
as equal to him. So instead of doing what he does to Yamiche Alcindor and other reporters where he just storms out, he stayed in and engaged and got made a fool of on television. Um, Did I mention that April 4th was President Barack Obama's birthday? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Listen. Folks, here's 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 the deal, okay? Today is April fifth. It is April fifth. We are exactly ninety days away from the twenty twenty presidential, Senate, and congressional you know congressional elections. I cannot stress how important this is. I'm thinking about, um, and I think I may have talked about this in an earlier pod, but I just remember that period of time between Infinity War and Endgame. And even once the movie, once Endgame started, you knew that like, man, in about two and a half hours, we even I mean, you, you're just watching the movie, but you're like, we are about to do battle with Thanos, man, and we have to win. These 90 days are is that window of time now. So I, I'm going to I'm going to stress it again. Make sure you are eligible to vote. Make sure you are um, you are actually um, in. Why, why is the word escaping me? This is what happens. Um, <laughs> make sure you're registered. Oh my gosh! I just had. I got my. Well, no, that's not true. I was going to tell you a lie and tell you that I got my first AARP mailer, but I'll never forget. It was like four years ago. Yeah, AARP. They don't like being called AARP, though. I think they like being called ARP. Um, they'd mail something, and my, my daughter was like, Oh, Dad, you got the AARP. Ha, 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 ha. Um, senior moment there. I can't believe I'm going to be 50. It's, you know, here's, here's, here's something that you should not do. You should not um, compare your accomplishments to someone that's within 10 years of your age. President Barack Obama's 59. Um, he's just a little bit over nine years older than me. And <laughs> you know how much ground I would have to make up in nine years to accomplish what he's accomplished by the time. Oh, my God. Don't ever do that. Just don't. Don't do that. But here's here's what you can do. Um Register, make a plan to vote. So you make sure you're eligible, make sure you're registered, and make a safe voting plan um, for 2020. If you're going to do a mail-in ballot, if you're going to um, go to the polls on that day, just make a plan. Make sure you know where your polling place is. Uh, I'm going to be beating this drum um, on my show. Um, 
So, but yeah, we're 90 days. It is crunch time now. You cannot over-prepare for this. Um, and make sure, how about this? Also, make sure people in your, um, in your social circle have a plan and that they're, they know they're eligible um, and they are registered uh, to vote. Look, I, I had I had in my notes, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna table this, and I I don't know when I'll get back to it, um, but I've got a bone to pick um, with um, Spotify. You can you can listen to these pods on Spotify, but I got a bone to pick, um, and D Snyder's going to war uh, with the with the 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 CEO of Spotify. I'm not gonna get into that today. I'm uh, not going to get into the future of live music today. Um, I wrote that in my notes, but I think I'm going to try to get somebody who I can actually talk to and have a, a meaningful conversation um, about that. Uh, and I, I need to go in on, um, on, at a later date, I need to go into uh, insurance companies. And we're, you know, we are experiencing record profits. And uh, Obamacare... I guess I should talk about it. So one of the things, it is the Affordable Care and Patient Protection Act. And so one of the things, uh, one of the, the just the brilliance of President Obama is, is that he set the, the, the act set limits to what insurance companies could make from a profit standpoint. And because people haven't been seeking treatment, they've been delaying treatment or denying themselves treatment, health insurance companies... Uh, full disclosure, I work for um, a health insurance company. We're experiencing record profits. So um, that means that there need to be rebates coming to the consumer. We'll see if that happens. We'll see um, if the Trump administration uh, wants to take that on. I almost feel like this is going to become a new segment, a segment about the things that I didn't get to. Uh, and I got to get into the president talking, uh, trying to uh, get a cut of Microsoft in their acquisition of TikTok. I don't get that. I don't understand that. Um, the the only the only thing this is God. This, you talk about off the rails, hot mess of a show, hot mess. Hashtag hot mess. Um, the only last thing I'm going to say um, before we part ways is um, today, August fifth marks. 145 days uh, since Breonna Taylor was um, murdered in her home uh, while she was sleeping, was attempting to sleep, and uh, her murderers have have not been arrested. Um, and I know we I, we have lives and we move on and. You know, it's important. I talked about this earlier. Like you have to there you have to find ways to disengage and take care of yourself. I'm just imploring that we do not forget her. And that we do not forget the countless of unarmed black people whose lives have been snuffed out by um states state sponsored, state sanctioned violence against them. Say her name, Brianna Taylor. Um, and with that, I hope you all stay well, be well. Um, I'm going to catch you on the flip side of, uh, of the week. Um, and, uh, be well, take care. Catch you on the next episode of the uninvited.